Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin He-They-She and host Brenda She-Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. My name is host Brenda. I'm host Austin. I'm doing like a head bob that Brenda can't see, but I hope you can feel the energy. I can feel the energy coming through the <laughs> microphone, through the internet, through the um, the energy of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda is like an earth mole. Brenda can ground herself on the, on the planet and feel everything. Unfortunately, not a waterbender. <laughs> a mole is my persona. <laughs> What's Can you imagine? You play you, and it's just you're just it's just a mole. Can you imagine like the paws, like the big old like because moles have those shovel paws, like yeah. having like being like in a fursuit and having like big big mole paws and be, like waving around and being like I'm a mole. <laughs> That would be horrible because your death perception and your periphery is like zero in mole for- fursuit. Oh, I'm taking out every child who's close to me. <laughs> That's why furries need handlers. Like, if you notice, like, fursuiters who know mm-hmm. what they're doing have, like, a person with them. Like, it's like fucking Disneyland. Yeah. They- <laughs> well, well, they know, especially going to the cons, right? Because I, I wonder, because I've never been to a furry convention because I'm not a furry. But so I wonder if, like, at those, if, like, there's, like, just etiquette that people know about, or if they still have, like, the handler. Yeah, I, I feel like the handler's just because there are, there is, like, that, um, you just can't see. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the handler's for, like, not just people, but, like, also, like, random poles you might not see. Yeah. And, and I guess, like, you don't have good dexterity, so if you get, like, because it gets hot, so if you need, like, yeah. water, they probably just give you water instead of you taking off, like, half your suit. They dump water in through your open furry <laughs> that's mall. Why that's why there's so much space, because just, they're just sitting in water in there. It's just yeah. like a, it's like one of those like float pools where you float in salt water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the secret. That's the I secret. knew the furries were onto something. <laughs> that's how Sonic Fox is just so good at games, because they're just like <laughs> super relaxed all the time from that. Do they, like, do they game in the suit? I think when they stream, sometimes they do, but not for tournaments, because, again, was... you, need, like, you need to be, like, keyed in. I was like, yeah, you wouldn't have, like, full, no. full like, visual or, like, motion. Like, can you imagine trying to play a game with pause? I, I, if anyone could, I think Sonic Fox could. Yeah, it'd be really funny if they, like won a tournament in a fursuit. <laughs> can you imagine? You sit down, you've been, you've been training for, like months and someone sits down next to you and like gets out like a a special paw pad and they're like prepare for death and you know you know you're you're like i already lost because whatever they have whatever the fuck they're into i have i did not prepare for this exactly 
Oh, yeah, I've never watched them stream, but I feel like I've seen photos of their stream and they're in their suit. And it could just be like a chill stream and not them playing games. I don't know. I don't really watch streamers, so. I remember like last YomaCon, they were there. Right. And so like everyone, like whenever there was like a blue, because like, you know, YomaCon, you have those big walkways that you can Mm -hmm. like see people like really Mm -hmm. far away. So Mm -hmm. like every time someone would see like a blue like furry, everyone would be like, it's Sonic Fox. And it's just like a bird. (laughs) Right. I I saw them at the rave that year because they came to the rave for a little bit and they got mm-hmm. on stage and I saw they walked past the like gaggle of people I was dancing with. But I was like, that was I have nothing to say to Sonic Fox like that. It was cool. Um, <laughs> I guess if I had like if I had been working someone's table and they came to buy something, I would have talked to them. But I'm not going to like, I don't know, like run across and because I, yeah. really, I don't really go here. I don't really game that way so like i don't have much to talk to them about so it'd feel weird yeah no i feel that it's mostly just like i saw them yeah it's like i saw yeah i was in the i was at the same rave as sonic fox that's it that that's cool enough for me yeah that's like maximum cool that's all we can really hope for someday maybe someone's gonna say that about us like we're gonna be like big famous podcasters and someone's gonna be like oh my god i saw i saw (laughs) brenda um, lang on the floor She was just drunk off her ass. I saw Brenda shove a whole cheeseburger in her mouth like a monster. <laughs> it's like the scene from Mean Girls, but like none of the stories about us are flattering. No, it's just like, yeah, I saw um, Brenda was just really beef it at DDR. I'm actually pretty good at DDR, everyone. <laughs> I saw I saw Austin just beef it at DDR. Would be the, the it'd be I'd be up there like yeah, Brenda's play DDR. And I would be like, okay, all right, whoa, 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 two steps, hold up, wait, whoa, no, pause. <laughs> I'm like, before you, challenge mode. Yeah, I see, I don't even know what that means. I have, I would have no idea what I'm, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I see people playing DDR and I'm like, you're not playing a game. You are clearly in tune with some part of the universe because you're not even watching the screen. Yeah, it's, like, the people who just kind of, like, shuffle around, like, I get that that's, like, how you play, like, very difficult DDR, like, you have to, but it's, like, I like playing at the level where I, it, it requires me to just, like, kind of dance it a little bit, like, I'm not a good dancer, but I like to try, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't want to do, like, the, the feet little feet shuffle where you don't really move too much. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't... do we? Do we have any news? Uh... So, Ray Fisher's finally come out and spoke mm-hmm. about the DC Warner Brothers stuff in a big way. Um, I know a little bit ago, I, I don't know if we said it on here, if I just text you about it, but a little bit ago, Warner Brothers lifted the NDA that was on Ray Fisher and said he's free to speak. We're, we've we finished our investigation. He can say whatever he, like, kind of like a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. And Ray Fisher's lawyer was like, oh, don't worry. Um, and so now this interview with the Hollywood Reporter came out this, as of this recording, like two days ago. Um, yeah. And it's a very long interview. Um, I've read about half of it and the stuff in it is, it's, that's a lot, a lot of it's unsettling. Um, Warner Brothers, I believe the only statement they gave from the interview that I can recall from this report from the Hollywood Reporter was like, we finished our investigation and for legal reasons and privacy reasons they wouldn't be reporting about who who they found out what about essentially mm-hmm. 
they're basically like, nothing's wrong, but we won't tell you about it at all. Goodbye. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> internal investigations are such a fucking joke. Yeah, it's it's absolute hogwash, which is like, it's difficult for stuff like this because there isn't much recourse for people like Ray or the people affected because it's all stuff that people said. And it yeah. sounds like none of it's really, it wasn't like it got recorded or written down or anything like that. Um, so legally, there's not much he can do. All it really is is like this investigation to hope that someone gets reprimanded. But a lot of the people left the roles, like the person who was the president of Warner Brothers, like entertainment isn't anymore. Um, Jeff Johns mm-hmm. isn't in his same role with DC, like movies or Warner Bro- or whatever it's called. Um, he's like moved on to a different role in the company. So that's the fire other difficult him. thing. Yeah, you could just fire him. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it there's a lot there's Ray Fisher cites that it happened with other talent on set, but he didn't want to oust anybody um yeah there are some reports of like gal gadot who is who gave her who gave a statement for this report from the hollywood reporter that all she said was like well all her publicists said for her um was that they had problems with josh wheaton that the studio handled promptly mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of reports from that side in this uh interview where he talks about it of like Josh Wheaton threatening her career. Josh Wheaton threatening Patty Jenkins, who is, who was not a part of this movie. No. Um, if like she didn't essentially do whatever he wanted. Um, there are some fringe reports of things happening with Ben Affleck as well. Uh, but Ben Affleck is frankly too famous to be bothered with Josh Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's telling that like he has said that he's he'll work with Zack Snyder, but that's right. it. Yeah, he said um, he would come back with for Zack Snyder, but not Josh Wheaton. So that's like, that's probably the best red flag we'll get. Uh, I don't think yeah. Ben's going to get too involved in all of this. Um, and Jason Moa came out in support of Ray Fisher and said that he did see and witness stuff, but he hasn't said what exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anyone's asked Ezra Miller. I haven't finished this interview, so maybe they get to if anything happened with Ezra Miller. Um there's also reports that Josh Whedon had arguments with Gal, with uh, Gal's uh, stunt double that mm-hmm. there are also scenes she didn't want to do. Um, and again, some of the fringe reports on how that played out are very troubling, but there's it's not in this like Hollywood Reporter thing where they have like more credible sources, so I don't really want to say those. Yeah, but it's if that turns out to be true, it's illegal like, yeah, it's, very it's, illegal. it's very it's very very su- very he very super illegal and if it does turn out to be true like that that could get warner brothers in hot water if they covered that up yeah and it's like just don't support josh whedon yeah, anymore please um like i think he has a new project that's coming out like a new show and Ew. like who's hiring yeah. him i think it's on hbo max oh you're no you're right they bring that up yeah. because they say they talk about how in that report, they were like, whoever, I can't remember the the CEO's name, is like no longer with Warner Brothers, but Josh Whedon still is, because he has, he has like two shows with HBO Max coming out. Yeah, and it's just like, well, don't, don't watch those. Like, why yeah. are you giving, there's like this whole thing, like, going down right now, and it's like, the evidence is like, you know, against him, and you're right. supporting him, you're showing like, where your priorities lie, <laughs> like. Right, because it hasn't just been people on this project, people from... Buffy and Angel have come up and been mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was 
he was absolutely terrible on that set and specifically towards people of color on set. Yeah. As like a bully and you need to do what I say or I'll get you kicked out of this town, kid. Um, so yeah, it's go if you don't know what we're talking about now. It's kind of all out there. You can just Google like Ray Fisher, the Hollywood Reporter, and it it you can probably Google Ray Fisher and it'll be the first thing or it'll be someone talking about the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty lengthy. It's pretty upsetting. Um, I mean, Josh Whedon's a piece of shit. Uh, Jeff Johns isn't too far from that because <laughs> yeah. he protected Josh Whedon and reportedly did some other not cool racist things um in this report i don't know how much you read of it brenda they they do get a state they get some statements from jeff johns's like hr people or what up pr people mm-hmm. um and one of them talks about how like well jeff is a person of color essentially no no <laughs> no i need to i will try and find it so i don't misquote them but they're basically like no, he wasn't racist. You see, Jeff can't be. <laughs> he he has an Asian wife. I yeah. saw that part. Yeah, they're like, and then I think his ex-wife was black. Like, is black. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, but he's still white. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't. Like, he's a white boy from Lansing, Michigan. Like, oh no, why is he from here? Yeah, that's he's from here, why and it's like to kind of. I know why are they always from here? To put it in pers- is Josh Sweden from here too? Oh, I really hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But anyway, Butch Hartman is. That sucks. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, for people who don't, like, read comics or know exactly who Jeff Johns is, he's, like, big, big, big in DC. He um, front-headed, like, the Rebirth um, storyline, which, like, got DC's sales back up. He's, like, you put him on a book and it sells. Like, he's big, big, big big so this like all of this coming out is like very troubling mm-hmm. um and 100 percent, i believe right like i don't trust any man in, in comics yeah <laughs> um but um jeff johns like has like green lantern like he had a massive run on that justice League, he had a massive run on that he had aquaman he had a massive run on that he's written almost everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i was like piecing apart like my comic book collection over the weekend and just being like god he just like shazam he wrote a lot of shazam and it's like mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. it just it, it feels bad but like i'm glad this is coming out because mm-hmm. um it needs to and do better <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's troubling like i mean at one point ray fisher is ray fisher like gets taken out for lunch by josh whedon who is mm-hmm. like oh jeff tells me cyborg has it so if you've watched Teen Titans, you know, in that show, they gave Cyborg a catchphrase. Booyah. Uh, Cyborg doesn't have that catchphrase in the comics ever at all. No. It's, I mean, it's fun for a cartoon. Uh, it's fine. You know, like, I don't, that's neither here nor there. And so Josh is like, he's got to say the catchphrase. Because this is like the most expensive movie that was being made with eight, with uh, this studio at the time. There was this merger going on. AT&T was in the act of like buying out Warner Media or vice versa. I don't remember. Um, and they're like, what if some exec's kid goes to see this movie and loves Cyborg and doesn't hear the catchphrase? I could lose my job. And Ray Fisher is like, what the fuck are you? If, if that's how you lose your job, maybe you're bad at your job. Yeah. Well, it's like, what was it? This is 20, probably 2015, 16-ish mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. What quote unquote kid was watching does does he say does he say booyah and go 
Teen Titans Go? Um, <laughs> I've probably, I have no idea, probably. I was gonna, like, because the original series, like, quote unquote, kids would not Are be adults. Who, anyone who, yeah, they're adults. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the original series came out in 2003. I don't, I've seen maybe one hour of Teen Titans go over the course of like doing like, Essentially, like therapeutic babysitting back for back before I had my degree, mm-hmm. um, and I can't recall it happening. But it's also the kind of thing like it would just like it's like white noise. Like Cyborg says that, and in, in cartoons, you know, yeah, uh, never in the comics, never, not not ever once. In the, I cannot stress how different Cyborg from the comics is different than the animated Cyborg, and that's fine because if they were the same, why have different ones? Exactly. It's like Zack Snyder got Cyborg. That was like the one good thing about the Snyder cut is that um, yeah. he understood Cyborg very well. Yes. Uh, and so. yeah, animated Cyborg is definitely watered down. But frankly, Cyborg is really dark to have an animated show. <laughs> uh, yeah. People are just like, oh, well, you can be here. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. They they uh rewatching Teen Titans right now, they definitely put in work for Cyborg to get him to be a happy teen. <laughs> Every so often there's like an episode where like they kinda like break away and they're like, Oh, this is sad and you're just sitting there just like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh where's Beast Boy? Tell a joke. <laughs> Beast Boy plays a joke and he turns into a bird and he's just like oh, tweet tweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so that's that's some news uh there's a new corella trailer um oh that's what i had done i was pulling up the cast for now that's the news yeah that's pretty much the news corella bad hate dog dog bad there's the powerpuff girls cw show titled powerpuff now is now in production they started filming and mojo jojo is is this boy <laughs> is boy is quote unquote i was gonna be like is cute boy and i'm like i guess he's i don't know i'm an adult <laughs> i think he's also Mojo- an adult oh <laughs> i can't know I- i'm pretty sure all of those every single person that show is over 18 god i'm just so old now <laughs> i just have no brain <laughs> anyone is i like look at like what is a 20 something and i'm like that's a baby child an absolute child but yeah like mojo jojo is like a blonde boy yeah i have no this there there's some set photos that came out and it's clearly them in rigging so they're not in like the nice outfits but i i can't stress how negative an an idea i have about this show and I, i don't think they have an idea either i think they got greenlit and they're like oh fuck um they're like, oh, we totally God, this was have a an idea. Fucking, <laughs> this was a this joke. This was a fucking joke. And odd, oh, she is. Now we gotta get, cast some people, I guess. Who would be Mojo Jojo? We can't afford any CGI. Ah, boy. I'm a hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, um, what's the pilot? Oh, fuck. They really want to show. Okay, uh, so the guy from Scrubs is there. <laughs> He's the dad, and they've got like a a dartboard on the wall and they like throw it and it hits hate <laughs> it's like they hate their dad and uh, they don't dart bold. they're 20 somethings oh god i gotta <laughs> stop throwing this dart okay <laughs> okay one more dart throw they throw it they're like and the villain is throw the dart mojo jojo but he's hot who wrote that on the board <laughs> <laughs> sorry 
I thought it was a joke. This whole thing is a joke. And now we have to commit to the joke. We have to, we have to make this now. We can't bring down the rest. See, listen, listen. They're done watching Arrowverse. CW needs some new hotness. Um, Edgy Cartoon Network shows oh, live no. action cinematic Are we get, universe. We're gonna get fucking Edgeverse of Cartoon Network shows. Yeah, so it's gonna be like Dexter's Lab, but oh, he's like a broody no. boy. Yeah, he's gonna be with like, like yeah. The word. Oh no, 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 no! This is gonna be about Mandark instead of Dexter. Oh yeah, and you're just gonna kind of see Dexter sometimes, and Mandark's gonna be like, kind of like. Just like misunderstood emo boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He gets bullied, and Dexter's like the cool, smart kid now. Yeah, he's got a. We gotta stop talking before this. <laughs> we have to. We need to use our powers carefully. <laughs> it, hey, whatever scriptwriter just heard that? No, you fucking didn't. You didn't hear shit. You didn't hear fucking shit. Do you hear me? <laughs> Then Mac from Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends shows up, but Blue is just like a, um, um like a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah, it's Blue. It's gonna be it's gonna be something like because Foster's Home already alludes that like someone died. Yes. Um, and you never really find out who, so it's just gonna be like saddened about that. Exactly. It's, it's all gonna, gonna be surround. a re- it's going to be a really shitty mental health movie or show. Yeah. Just like the like, worst, the worst depiction. Yeah, everything's gonna be just awful, and in the end, it turns out that uh, Frankie is also an imaginary friend. <laughs> Brenda, stop talking. Brenda, Brenda, we have to stop. It's gonna happen. Brenda, please. Oh no. <laughs> well, I think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the next decade of CW. We just cursed on the world. Uh, what? What are we? What's up, Brenda? Yes. So, um, so I've done it again, and I've mm-hmm. um chosen a topic that we talked about yesterday. <laughs> Incredible. Well, okay. So let me let me come clean about what happened here. I was mm-hmm. doing an episode on mm-hmm. Disney Toon Studios in Australia. Which is very okay. niche. Uh-huh. And then yesterday, you were like, oh god, it's the anniversary of a Goofy movie. You motherfucker! Like- <laughs> you bast- You absolute bastard! You absolute heartless monster! Brenda, I started researching it yesterday! Well, <laughs> I was look, like, I'll, I can- get a- I'll get ahead of the game for next week. I won't do it the night before like I always do, you look, Austin, monster. Look, I-, I can pivot. <laughs> like... <laughs> I have so much knowledge about so many things, and we can just re- reconvene next week with both of our combined. Um, <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. That's the episode. Like, I can talk about. We can just talk about the plane movie that we oh. watched yesterday. No, let's do goofy movie. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. I'll try to stop doing this. I was just fucking desperate. I promise oh it won't God. happen again. All right. So the Goofy movie came out yes. in 1995. <laughs> a Goofy movie is a 1995 theatrical Disney animated film directed by Kevin Lima that features Max Goof, who is forced to go on a summer road trip with his dad, who is Goofy. And that's it. <laughs> Goofy fucks. Yes, Goofy fucks. That's established canon. And that was established all the way back when Goof Troop 
premiered as part of the um, Disney. It's like the second wave of Disney afternoon cartoons. And yeah. Disney's afternoon was a block of cartoons that um, DuckTales was a part of this. Darkwing Duck was a part of this. Mm-hmm. I think Gargoyles is technically a part of this. Yeah. Gummy Bears. Gargoyles all is of towards the, I the don't end. Think, I don't think it's the, it's the Hercules animated the last one for like that block. I don't. I don't think Hercules was part of Disney Afternoon. I think that was, like, right after that, I think. Mm. I think Aladdin was part, like, the third wave was, like, Gargoyles and Aladdin and the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, because it used to do, it was this thing of, like, the new show went at the end? Is that what they did? Because I know, like, the new show came in, and then, like, yeah. it moved up the roster as it got older, and then it would fall off. With, like, it's, like, it was, like, a cycle. Yeah, and they is... cycled through these really fast. Yeah. Um, like there's 65 episodes of Goof Troop that aired pretty much like between like, I think it was all done airing by the end of 1992. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it says it was part of the 1992-1993 season. But what I found is that it had stopped like all new episodes have been aired by like December of 1992, Mm. which is absolutely like breakneck speed to air a cartoon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, so they were like cycling those out really, really quick. Um. I really enjoy yeah. that Goofy has so much canon because this movie, it is it's like set in the Goof Troop canon. It's like a few years after Goof Troop. Yeah, Goofy has like the most development out of like any of like the Disney, like like the th- the three main Disney characters, mm-hmm. which is uh, Donald, Mickey, and Goofy. Mm-hmm. Like um, Mickey, they're just kind of afraid. Like outside of like Italian comics, they're like kind of afraid to do anything with Mickey. They're like he's the golden boy, and Goofy, has, there's yeah. just he has, to be, no- <laughs> he has to be a blank slate. Like, they have to be yeah. able to do anything with Mickey. There's, like, no stakes with Goofy. So Goofy has, like, this, like, kind of rich canon. And, like, Donald's next because Donald kind of has, like, DuckTales a little bit. He shows up a couple mm. times. Um, and I was reading that, like, that reboot of DuckTales was based on, like, Goofy Troop and a Goofy movie. They wanted DuckTales to do for Donald what Goof Troop and Goofy movie did for Goofy. Yeah. Um, it didn't really. <laughs> I feel like the newer DuckTales did a little bit because there's like more focus in it, but I feel like the older one was kind of like, and Donald's here. Yeah, the older Who's one definitely didn't try. This was for the 2017 series. That was their their plan because yeah. DuckTales came out before Goof Troop. Right. Um, in the 80s, which is wild. <laughs> um, Goof Troop ran like on Disney's, pro- like different Disney channels up until 2008, which wow. is pretty wild. Really? And then the. Yeah, and then the primetime, like, Christmas special would run, like, sporadically on Christmas after that um, wow. for a while. Um, so Goof Trip was, like, pretty much of success. It wasn't as much of a success as DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Um, and DuckTales had gotten a movie in 1990 mm-hmm. um, called Treasure of the Lost Lamp, I believe. I forgot to write it down. I'm great at this. Um, that came out in 1990, and that was actually written by Alan Burnett, who we talked about in the Static Shock episode. We did. Yeah. He's just um, everywhere, huh? He's just everywhere. This was like one of his earlier ones, and it's not a great movie. Hey, Alan Burnett, um, if you ever want to have us on a cartoon, we love your work. You're just, you just, you yeah. just seem to always nail it. Yeah, honestly, like, um, hit us up. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, DuckTales, the movie, came out in 1990. It didn't, like, make a profit. It, like, mm-hmm. bombed pretty hard. So this kind of, like, scared the network away from, like, doing, like, adaptations of their cartoons anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
We need to talk about Jeffrey Katzenberg really quick before we continue. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey Katzenberg. Um, who he uh, is, what he did for cat. Disney. Do you know who Katzenberg is? Uh, I know he was the one who wanted the movie and got fired and Disney only made it because they had already, like he got fired right before they released it or right before they finished yeah. it. Yeah. This is almost a story into itself. Um, and I don't want to talk about it too long, but it is important for like the context of like why this movie got like, mm-hmm. like finished. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg was brought over, um, from Paramount when mm-hmm. Michael Eisner became the CEO of Disney in 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd worked together for a very long time. They, like, knew each other as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Katzenberg was instrumental in, like, running Touchstone Pictures and revitalizing mm-hmm. Disney's animation. So, like, a lot of the Disney renaissance was, like, mm-hmm. from, like, his creative decisions, um, which sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, revitalized, like, their live-action division. He, like, created some more, like, kind of, like, older audience entertainment. I'm not going to say adult entertainment because that mm-hmm. sounds raunchy um (laughs) (laughs) just made porn (laughs) when he when he came into the company it was doing so 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 poorly Mm -hmm. um now the issue is he was terrible like to work with from what people have said like he was like kind of like very full of himself Mm. he was like had an anger problem he was just like very difficult to work with Mm. it was his way or the highway so a guy Um, that works for disney Pretty much, like, <laughs> dialed up to, like, the 100th degree. And what he wanted was to be the president of Disney. Um, so he wanted to be, like, the second in command. Now, the problem is a man named Frank Wells was the president at the time. And Frank Wells and uh, Michael Eisner worked super well together. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Eisner had, like, these absolutely wild, unattainable ideas. And Frank Wells told him to chill out a little bit and let's try something actually practical. Mm-hmm. So... This period of, like, Disney, like, in the parks, in the movies, um, was just, like, incredibly successful because they had, like, that synergy. Mm-hmm. Of um, someone saying, Kat- like, let's yeah. go to Mars, and someone else is like, oh, what if we just land on the moon? Yeah, one of um, Eisner's in- infamous ideas was that he wanted to build a hotel shaped like Mickey Mouse, and he would, like, go up in elevators in the legs. <laughs> oh, like, tall! <laughs> Not just yeah, like, like tall. Oh, tall. that sounds that sounds absolutely horrifying. As a child, I don't think that'd be fun. I think that'd be scary. No. Yeah, it's so like. Could you imagine Frank if we? Could you imagine? I'm sorry. Well, one second. Yeah. Could you imagine if we lived in a world where Attack on Titan Mickey Mouse was just a thing? Oh my god! And you just like you're heading into like Orlando, and you just see him over the horizon, <laughs> like. Because it'd be big, right? It'd have to be big. It'd be big. Because, like, there'd be elevators in the legs. So that would have to be, like, big enough to hold an elevator, right? So his feet like, would be, Would there be two lobbies? Because he has two... Like, you can't make a single two feet. foot. And if they were too close, that'd be terrible for balance of the body. Because it's a body. So it has to be, like, space. Maybe it was, it like, on a... Spaced out. Plat- yeah. Maybe he's on a platform. That's, like, the, the base building where the lobby is. Okay, so hear me out. Michael Eisner, maybe you're on to something. Wait a second. So... <laughs> Do you think he'd be doing the Mickey pose with his finger up and there'd be, like, a penthouse in the finger? You'd, like, go to a separate <gasps> elevator into the arm? You think there's, like, a sweet, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Brenda? Yeah, yes? <laughs> Can I help? Yeah, yes, Brenda? <laughs> yes, hello? I'd like to stay in the, the Mickey's crotch suite? <laughs> Can I get the cock room, I 
like to stay in Mickey's asshole, please? <laughs> ah, yes, one asshole suite. Uh huh. <laughs> I'd like the titty room on the left. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Is, so is his mouth a room? The mouth. Mal- no, the mouth is the restaurant. Where's the pool? Maybe the pool's the cock room, cause like. <laughs> there's like a like that whole zone would be like a flat expanse right so you put a pool in there yeah in mickey's pants right <laughs> the dimensions for that you hand it to a contractor of like a 3d drawing of a mouse human man and like i'd like to put a hotel inside this like how do you think like how do you think space works <laughs> do you have any idea how wide that thing would have to be to fit more than like 10 rooms yeah, it's like would they have to build like multiple Mickey Mouses so there's oh, just no. like an army no, of like little they'd be a Mickey and a Minnie and a Goofy and a like it'd be it'd be all of them, right? Like they slowly make all of them. <laughs> so we'd have a fucking like Luke Skywalker hotel if this would have happened. At this point. It's like, yes, I'd like to stay in the Lightning McQueen eyeball suite. <laughs> Lightning McQueen's gas tank, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that'd be that'd be the thing. Instead of like themed like hotels, they they just make the mascot. Yeah. Oh wow. no. Oh thank God. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Frank Wells was like, I, uh, Michael, Michael, please, no, Michael, no. <laughs> so that didn't get built, and like a lot of other ideas. Um, also, Roy E. Disney, who um, is Walt Disney's nephew, who at that time, like, had, like, he was kind of still involved with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of, like, the last person who, like, really knew Walt, who was involved in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not like Katzenberg. He was like, Katzenberg takes too much credit for, like, these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, the animators and the directors aren't getting any credit. He's just like, I just don't like the cut of his jib. I don't like his attitude. Mm-hmm. I just don't like him. Um, so, like... Roy really wanted him gone. Mm. Um, he was power hungry and greedy. Mm. Um, and then a, a tragedy occurred. Um, Frank Wells was caught in a helicopter crash in 1994 and passed away. Oh, um, and this is the end of an era for Disney. So mm. like things were going really good up until this point. Like Lion King came out. Like the company was like new theme parks had been opened. Mm. Everything like all of Eisner's ideas seemed to be working. And then he lost wells and Mm -hmm. that partnership was over Mm -hmm. um this also created a massive power vacuum Mm -hmm. in the company that katzenberg wanted in on he wanted to be the president he made it very clear and Mm -hmm. instead of um promoting him to president eisner just made himself president (laughs) too (laughs) what that is the pettiest thing i've ever heard of yeah which it was kind of like a major upset because supposedly there's like Eisner had been quoted saying that like if anything happens to Frank, mm-hmm. Katzenberg is the president. Like so supposedly he'd said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it kind of came down to it, he was like, no, I'm just going to take over all these duties. And I don't know if that was like grief or if like his relationship with Katzenberg right. had started to sour. Um, but it became very clear that like Katzenberg was not welcome at Disney. And very shortly after this, he got pushed out right and he sued disney and they settled out of court and then he went on to found dreamworks and here we are yeah so he founded dreamworks he also did quibi <laughs> which... Yo, quib- quibi quibi 
So that kind of tells you like how it's, things are going for him. <laughs> you remember those little ads on YouTube, right? <laughs> That's all I know hey. about it. I have no idea what it was. I couldn't be bothered. Hey, stop watching YouTube and go watch this thing you can only watch in 10 minute intervals. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jesus. Wow. I mean, maybe it would have worked if like there wasn't a panini pandemic. I guess or... maybe. I don't know. The kids were kind of like TikTok already existed and TikTok was pretty like that was a bad move. You're like, I'll be the next TikTok. And TikTok hadn't even taken off yet. Yeah. I feel TikTok like it's, for adults. it just made people realize there was TikTok. Honestly. Like, what's a Quibi? It's the next TikTok. What's TikTok? Oh, this is much more consumable. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, this is like in like 40 second chunks. Nice. I have time for that. <laughs> like, That's what I want for my meme videos. Pretty much. Um, So during all of this, like around like 1994, 1995, poor little old goofy movie um, got the green light and was going into production. Mm -hmm. Um. Kevin Lima was assigned as the director. It was his first directorial debut. Previously that, he'd worked on, like, writing on a lot of Disney projects, including The Lion King. Um, so this was his first directorial debut. He would go on to be the co-director of Tarzan and then go on to direct Enchanted uh, later on for Disney. And then, then I think he's returning for the next Enchanted. I don't know. I haven't been following that. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted so Goofy Movie... Yeah, go ahead. I was like, Lima wanted to give Goofy a emotional side that yes. that the people could really dig their teeth into, you know? Because like, like we know Goofy, but do we know Goofy? Do we know Goofy? We know Goofy Which fucks. Is, so why? Absolute. Listen, on paper, that's like the dumbest pitch like ever in the world. There's like the fact that they didn't, the fact they like made this out of contractual obligation because they hated Jeffrey Katzenberg is mm -hmm. pretty fair because frank listen guys someone walks in like like i want to give Go goofy an emotional story like we know goofy but do we really know like shut up what are you talking shut up get out <laughs> of my office no <laughs> shut up. it it sounds like it shouldn't work like do we know goofy yeah, it it's like i've seen no i've seen goof troop um isn't that the most i need to know goofy like what else yeah, what is there you, to know we just want a tv special like they just wanted a tv special and he's like try like what do you we just want a tv special we will let you make a movie i guess it's a tv special please remember that it's a tv special yeah so they didn't have like their a team working on it um like disney's disney was working on pocahontas at the time and they were like this is gonna do better than lion king mm. spoiler alert it doesn't um <laughs> This is the beginning of the end. Yeah, I was like, this is, um, uh, this, they, they got a few more before it's, uh, Disney, before all animated movies being seen as terrible. Yeah, it's like, we're getting close to, like, Brother Bear territory here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, also allegedly, like, this was, like, the premise, which is, like, going on a road trip and getting to know each other was, like, based on, like, Katzenberg and a road trip he took with his daughter. Mm. Um, and they were, like, estranged at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, so supposedly that's kind of like where the through line of the movie came from is that like it's Max and Goofy and they're on a road trip. It's the good old all American road trip and they're going to get to know each other mm -hmm. and um, have, have we're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's just the, that was the basic premise of it. Mm -hmm. um, this movie pre-production was handled in Burbank, like most Disney movies were at the time, but it was animated in like France, Spain, Australia, and like with like post-production in Canada just world star yeah it's like it was just literally at this time disney had animation studios like 
all over the place. Mm. Um, the biggest one was like the one in Australia, uh, which was the one I was going to do do this week's video. <laughs> um, a lot of like the Disney direct video sequels were animated by like these studios and like one by one, they've mm-hmm. all closed down since then. But um, this was kind of like right at the beginning of when they were trying to utilize these studios around the world instead of just their studios in um, uh, California. And they had their studio in Orlando still at this point. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I couldn't find out what the budget was. Okay, I couldn't either. That's where I started because I know how much money this movie made. And I was like, how mm-hmm. much did it cost? And Disney's like, don't fucking worry. Yeah, um, IMDb estimated it at $18 million, but I don't know where they got that number, nor, like, if that's at all accurate. <laughs> yeah, I have... If someone knows how much a Goofy movie was made for, because that is where I started yesterday, when me and Brenda were texting about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find out. Yeah, it's it's very weird, but it made um, $37.6 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. It was um, seen which was... was it was seen as a failure. It was. So I'm like, well, was, do we not know like how much it was made for because it was made in so many different locations mm-hmm. or um, do they just not give a fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause I'm like, yeah, 37 million, like 37 million roughly is not like, there's no way it costs that much to make. So like it should have made money, but I don't, I, I have no frame of reference for like what they were expecting. Cause they pretty much were like, this movie was tied to this guy we hate, so we'll make it, and then we'll never talk about it. Yeah, and, like, the previous movie they had kind of made in a similar vein had not made any profit. So we think this movie made money, but <clears throat> it's considered a failure because when you compare it to Pocahontas, so Pocahontas had a $55 million budget, mm-hmm. and then it did make $346 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to Goofy Movies, uh, $37 <laughs> But also, million. what was its release? Like, it's so, like, 1995, we were four at the yeah. time. I was three in April. Uh, so fuck all if I remember, like, how this movie was advertised at all or how it played, like, how they pushed it. Mm-hmm. But we both know now they they make dummy money off of Goofy Movie, like, merch. Yeah, and, like, it's one of those movies that did really good on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goofy Movie was supposed to be released in, on, on Thanksgiving in 1994, Mm -hmm. but there was like a technical error when they were like putting the whole film together. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had to like re-stitch it all together, like as fast as they could. Um, so instead of running a Goofy Movie that Thanksgiving, they just brought back Lion King again because Lion King had been like such a massive success they were just like Lion King is back baby um so Goofy Movie got pushed back to April 7th um 1995 which is only two months before Pocahontas was scheduled to come out Mm. um but even still Goofy Movie was number two at the box office the weekend it came out and it was only number two because it was like behind Bad Boys which had Will Smith in it and this is 1995 and Will Smith is like the shit Bad Boys for life (laughs) There, there's no uh, way you go up against Bad Boy. Sorry. No. So number two, I think, is like really the best that they could have hoped for that right. weekend. I don't. That's not bad, mm-hmm. um, honestly. But um, VHS sales were really where it like kicked off because that's mm-hmm. remember where like where I remember seeing it first. Like I've seen that movie so many times, I can hear the commercials. Mm-hmm. There's like a music video that runs like at the beginning of that movie, mm-hmm. part of the VHS, and I can just hear it very vividly. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I remember seeing Pocahontas in theaters, and that might be the first movie I remember 
seeing in theaters. The first movie maybe I remember seeing in theaters. Oh. Unless I was Eldorado before No. No. Eldorado was much later. I think I was like The first one I can remember for sure one hundred percent is the Pokemon movie. And I don't have one with that that I that I can think of for sure. I can I remember going to the drive in a few times mm-hmm. and I, I <laughs> my dad had this truck that you could like a like a SUV that you mm-hmm. could like climb into the trunk. And I remember going to drive in a few times and I would hide in the trunk so they didn't pay for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't Aww. remember what movies we saw for that, but I I think we did that before but it's it's all you as you know anything before like age seven is the same at the same time yeah exactly i i just remember pocahontas because we were late mm. <laughs> and we had to sit in the back yeah i remember i think that's the thing like with older and i i think i say like i don't have a fucking degree in human brain uh <laughs> <laughs> because like there's something to hold on to like for pokemon i remember getting the mew card Yes. And I remember all of the ads from McDonald's. Like I remember all of the shit that they that told me as a child if I did not threaten my parents with death and take me, I would die. <laughs> just that's just a fact. Ash Ketchum said it himself. <laughs> uh I remember this movie I think the first time I saw it was probably on TV. I don't think anyone would have bought it for me because I wasn't really into the Disney mascot people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it must have been like on TV and I don't think I owned it until I bought myself the DVD like four or five years ago when they, when they were printing them. Yeah. It was hard to get a hold of for a while. Yeah, There is a grip. I remember looking it up in college, like when I was like 18, 19, it was like $50 cause they weren't around. And then they started making them. Yeah. I was reading that the Blu-ray was like in, released in 2019 and it was like only Disney movie club exclusive. And yep. I'm just like, what the yeah it's they, they they know now the power they have over millennials with goofy movies yeah they're like we've made this movie that perfectly speaks to you and we will milk it dry yeah we will like... we will hold you over a vat of acid and make you buy the goofy movie and then you do <laughs> yeah because you're like well i need a goofy movie mm-hmm. <laughs> did you know that um katzenberg had goofy's voice actor bill farmer record his lines um without the goofy voice that I want to hear. I know. I'm like, release the, <laughs> release the <laughs> cats and bird cuts. <laughs> Did you know everyone got asked back to do their voices from Goof Troop that were in the movie, except D- Dana Hill? <laughs> Poor Dana. Yeah, that really, that is, that like actually super sucks because she passed away a year later. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that would have been like her last role yeah i don't yeah she was uh she was only like 32 she dana hill wow. had diabetes which was yeah, really was hard on her um um she like and she i don't know exactly what diabetic disorder she had but i know it even stunted her growth like she looked like a kid and even up to her passing in her 30s yeah she had um max goof energy mm-hmm but she uh, was incredibly talented. Like, you know her voice when you hear it. Right. She was um, also in National Lampoon. Oh. She was Aud- Aud- Audrey? Audrey? She was Audrey in National Lampoon uh, European Vacation. Oh. She was also in a few episodes of Rugrats. Um, she's in the Jetson movie as uh, Teddy 2. Oh, I can hear it. She is Jerry in the Tom and Jerry movie in 1992. Yes. I didn't know that. Um, What else do I know? Which she- is free on the Hoopla app if you want to suffer. 
Um, but she was in like a lot of cartoons at that time too. Like, uh, I think she's in an episode of Darkwing Duck. I think mm-hmm. she's in she's in Goof Troop, like we just talked about. She's Max Goof. Um, yeah. She's probably in a bunch of other cartoons around, that are coming out of the same studios because that's just how voice work works even now still. Like, they just kind of grab you for stuff, so. Yeah, and she just had, like, that very unique... She's kind of, like, I would compare her work to um, Christian Shaw, like, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, that very unique voice right. that, like, shows up in everything. But do that's... you know Do you know who was Max Goof for the movie? James Mart Jason 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 who we also talked about at the Static Shock episode because he's Richie yeah (laughs) he's yeah um I have a is it Jason Jason it's Jason not James and they are not related (laughs) they are not related I'm just gonna um I know he likes being called Mars so okay because um so like I worked at a comic book store Mm -hmm. and there was like this convention that happened um and I think like uh, probably the I think it was the last one. Do are you, you, are you gonna flex ago? right now? Brenda's gonna flex. Everybody, hold I'm up. I'm not gonna hold flex. Up. No, sit, everybody, sit down. Brenda's <laughs> gonna flex her amazing muscles. Two of them, like I think it was two. Whatever. The, this convention had like a goofy movie reunion. I think so. I think Bill Farmer was there too. Mm-hmm. And so Jason Mars, uh, Mars showed up where I worked, and he kind of like walked in, and he like you, he's got a very distinctive face. So mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god there he is and then he's just like hey you got any comics and i was just like that's the voice that's kovu (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and i'm like internally i'm just like keep it cool keep it chill don't let him know you know who he is and then you told me the perfect cast (laughs) it's one of my more chill interactions with someone Mm -hmm. um I, like, recommended a book to Steve Orlando that he wrote. (laughs) (laughs) You you just, oh, ouch. I didn't know it was him, because, like, I didn't recognize, I didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, you know, listen, the fact, like, (laughs) I dare anyone to look up their favorite voice actor, you bless you if they actually have a picture of them somewhere on the internet. Yeah, um... Like, Steve Orlando was, like, picking up, like, a bunch of, like, Doom Patrol. And I was just like, oh, it was, like, the older Doom Patrol. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's, like, a new series. And they just had this big crossover come out called Milk Wars. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wrote I wrote some of that. And I was like. <gasps> Oops. I'm that person that's, like, do you even know about this? And they're like, that. Look at that voice. Or wait, look at that. <laughs> look at the name again there, bud. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it's, like, a pretty tame interaction. But still, it's yeah. like, oh, I met, I met J- Jason. <laughs> so somewhere in that interaction, he said he likes to be called Mars. Yeah, that was like one of the first things he said. Oh, he walked in. He's like, "Hi, I'm, you may know me. I'm Jason Mars, and please just like, call me hey, Mars." I'm Mars. Oh, okay. Like, do you think that's so? Like, people don't bother him because, like, do you think he's like people may not know my face, but they'll know my voice? Yeah, I think that. I think that. I feel like that's what it was. Like, he didn't want to give out his name to like cut down the chance that we would know who he was, yeah. but. Especially if you just came from, like, an event, you know? You're probably, like, you are tapped out on people telling... Like, especially if it's a goofy movie thing, people probably ask me to say a hundred different things as Max. Yeah, so I just... Yeah, I could... That's fair. I could imagine he's like, oh, they'll know I'm Max, and they'll be like, say that line you've been saying all fucking day. (laughs) Say the line. (laughs) And he'll be like, sing, stand out. And he's like, no, you don't understand. That wasn't me. That was... I didn't that was, sing that. That was R&B singer uh, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't sing that movie. That was Tevin Campbell. That was Tevin. It wasn't me. Um, another fact, Shirley Walker assisted with the score. This is like kind of like a niche fact, mm-hmm. but Shirley Walker was one of the only female composers in Hollywood at the time. Oh. So in the early 90s, um, she worked very closely with Danny Elfman. So she was the comp- like the conductor for the score for the Batman film, live action films. Oh. Um, and she was also instrumental in creating the score for Batman the Animated Series, which at the time was like revolutionary for having a full score. Mm. Um so her work for that, like, it's reminiscent of the movies mm-hmm. because she worked on the movies and mm-hmm. then she worked more closely on the animated series. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So that was just a fun little fact. I was just, like, squinting. I was like, I know that name. I know who that is. Oh, my God. What an interesting fact. <laughs> do you know, so I, about Tevin Kim, do you know how old Tevin was when uh, he would have been on the Goofy movie? He was in his like twenty, early twenties, nineteen twenty-ish, right? Yeah, because it was he was born in seventy six, so he would have been like nineteen. Wow, jeez! So he would have been like eighteen, because in theory, like they probably asked for the music. I don't know when they asked for music in production like this. Is, is it? It can't be at the end because they have to animate it. So yeah, it has to be like pretty. It was like after because he didn't write the songs. No, he just performed. He just them. performed. So like them. they had to write them so it had to be like somewhere in the middle yeah so he was like 18 19 which is Jeez. pretty wild but like that the 90s for r&b sing a lot of them like because moesha was also really young um mm-hmm. who's someone he worked with like a lot of the r&b people that were like really big then like they're older than us but they're not it's like we could all be friends because they're only like some like 10 to 20 years older than us which isn't that far like they were like kids which is mm-hmm. yeah a whole other thing the 90s and fame was really rough on youth and i'm really glad that now we treat youth better in hollywood because it was a lot of kids getting really famous and then getting no money <laughs> yeah like a lot of people being taken advantage of um so i'm glad that's better now uh yeah that's if you ever were wondering who is powerline it's tevin campbell i don't think yeah powerline ever talks so he's only singing but yeah did you know that he did not perform those songs live until 2015 that makes sense yeah he's like he got invited to the 20th anniversary of the goofy movie at disneyland Mm -hmm. um and that was the first time he performed them and he was like i read an interview with him where he was like talking he's like i'd love to do it more he's like people don't really know any of my music but that right and he was just like he seems pretty chill with it but still it's gotta hurt (laughs) I think that's, like, the hard thing with getting attached to projects like this that become, like, these cult followings of, like, like people love a Goofy movie, and to mm-hmm. be a musician attached to that, it's, like, the thing where before Marvel, I think about this, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, before it was, like, this thing, and even now that it is, like, actors are pretty apprehensive to join it because, like, you'd be cut, like, Chris Evans is Captain America, um, yeah, you get typecast into that role mm-hmm. forever. And he tries to, like, when he's not, and he's not Captain America anymore. Like, so, like, his first role after that is, like, Knives Out, which is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, and then, like, before, I think before he was Captain America, he was on Snowpiercer, the movie, yes. not the show. Yes, like, he he was not really that kind of actor. Like, Chris e- Chris Evans, of all of them, is, like, he wanted to be, like, an actor. That is, he wanted to yeah. do, like, art films. <laughs> he did not care if he was rich and famous. Um, yeah, and now that he was Captain America, and he was just like, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like, that's different, you know, of, like, 
you know it's this thing you're like if i sign up for this i'm gonna be in these movies for like 10 years and that's who i am but yeah i think it's almost worse when it like happens after that because like the movie came out and it did okay and he like probably got mm-hmm. his check and he got like you know his hopefully he gets like residual checks or whatever yeah um and he's like you know that was he's like that's cool now i cannot worry about rent for a while because i'm sure it was a pretty big check hopefully uh hopefully and he's like cool i cannot worry about rent for a while and i was in a disney thing maybe i'll be in more disney things but that like it'll this will help my career and then the movie doesn't really go anywhere and he's like that's okay and now it's like people like who are you tevin campbell sing the goofy song (laughs) sing it um yeah so i read an interview with him and he was saying that you know initially he like recorded the songs Mm -hmm. and then just like went back to his own career Mm -hmm. um but he was on broadway in 2005 yeah and here's broadway yeah and hairspray he had a broadway career and it was around that time when people would start like coming up to him and being like oh you were are you, are you were you powerline um i have a quote from him it said i had kids coming up to me asking me are you powerline i was like what how did you know that and right. they said because i can tell your voice is the same <laughs> so i never really knew the impact it had because i had this whole other music career r&b thing i did a lot of soundtracks so those so those it was i feel like that's to those it was this is a forbes article and there's a typo in here <laughs> It was just another soundtrack I did, but the cult following has become bigger over the years, in my opinion. It's ridiculous. It's really, really crazy. At the time I did those songs, no, I didn't get any of that reaction. Not until years later. Yeah, well, because think because like we grew up with it, so if we were like three, four by two thousand and five is when we're like in our twenties. Yeah. So and then like kids were no wait. No? Weird. No, no not no, in two thousand five. No, we're in no, high school. No, no, no. I graduated. We're high not school. even in high school. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm a psychologist. I don't do math ever. I, I have not I have not taken a math course since my senior year of high school because I tested out of college math. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I always say I'm like, oh, shouldn't you be good? I'm like, no, no, no. I haven't taken math since I was 18 years old. I, that is more than a decade ago. <laughs> I don't I, a, I don't uh, do math anymore. When I transferred to the art school I graduated from, I did have to take a math class. Ugh. So, like, my previous school had been like, you don't have to take a math class. Mm-hmm. And then when I transferred, they were like, okay, but you do. And I literally cried <laughs> on the first day. <laughs> like, and, like, I wasn't, like, 19. I'd been going to college for a couple years. So, I was, like, I don't remember. In early 20s-ish. Mid-20s. Yeah, they're like, find the hypotenuse. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say to me? It was fractions that got me in. I was like trying to figure out fractions and I literally just started crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a useless skill. Yeah. It's the world's most useless. Listen, someone out there listening is like, I'm in STEM. Cool. For you, it's not useless. I have zero reason to know what the fuck a hypotenuse is. I was taking a math class at an art college. Why? What's the why? why? I just need to know what the fuck a pixel is. <laughs> if I don't even know. And frankly, fractions. you don't even need to know what you don't need to know how a pixel works. You just need to know like it exists and like what sizes things are. It'd be better if I took a print class. Like, <laughs> p- make me pay thousands of dollars to cry about fractions at eight o'clock in the morning. Monsters. <laughs> God, it was it was hell. Anyway, yeah, so we weren't in our 20s. We would have been, like, 14? 14? But anyway, that's kind of when you start, like, being like, oh, I like things, and this is my personality. And I guess I'm thinking more of, like, kids that would have been a little bit older than us that may remember it, like, that were, like, 
eight, nine, ten, like they would be like pushing college. They would be the demographic who can afford to go see Hairspray on Broadway. Yeah, they are the people who like are going to see Hairspray on Broadway for their senior trip, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, that's that's Powerline. I'm now interested. <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa. They just like wake up immediately. That's like when I went to go see um, Beauty and the Beast on Broadway mm-hmm. and it was um, the girl who plays Chelsea on That's So Raven. Oh, Belle. nice. And I was just like, wait a second. I know who she is. <laughs> I really like the tagline from a Goofy movie, which is, it's hard to be cool when your dad is Goofy. That's true. <laughs> This movie encapsulates the feeling of the 90s like no other film I know of. It's a perfect time capsule. It really is. And like a lot of people, like when it was coming out, it got like review bombed. Like it has a, so it's got a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good because I think Space Jam has like 6%. Um, (laughs) People have no idea what they're talking about, Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Like, um, let me find a good review. I have the page up. Uh, Derek Adams from Time Out in 2006 said, insipid songs and not much story. Absolute idiot. Yeah. Um, Stephen Holden of the New York Times in 2004 said, a goofy movie is engaging in its mild-mannered way, but the story is too rambling and, and emotionally diffuse for the character to come fully alive. Do those people watch movies? I'm like, have, did they see this movie? Did you watch the same this movie a- I watched? Because it, it feels like what we talk about all the time of it's an animated movie, and so people are like, fuck this movie. Yeah, people are just like, um, they're like, well, shouldn't it be, some people are like, shouldn't it be more goofy? And some people are just like, this movie's brainless. And I'm like, at the core of this movie, it's like about a father and son relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't pull its punches. Mm-hmm. It's like, this movie is like, this is about like two family members mm-hmm. who like have lost a connection mm-hmm. and need to kind of get back to, be honest with mm-hmm. each other and get to know each other Mm -hmm. like so it's about max like embracing his dad's goofiness Mm -hmm. and it's about goofy realizing that max is growing up Mm -hmm. and it's because there's a there's a scene where max has like a nightmare that he becomes his dad and you're gonna every single reviewer that bombed this movie you're gonna tell me you've never had that nightmare yeah that's the opener to the movie and it's so freaky you're gonna tell Um, me you've never once feared becoming the worst parts of your parents and only that yeah fucking liars Yeah, I feel like everyone feels that. And if you don't, like, what? Are you <laughs> like, okay? Yeah. Um, I think, like, one of the, like, one of the Siskel and Ebert, I don't remember which one. Mm. I don't care. I don't care for either of them. Mm. Anyway, one of them only, like, reviewed the movie, but then said, like, oh, well, like, the projector broke, like, halfway through. So I didn't get to see the whole thing. And it's like, then don't make the review. <laughs> You didn't see it. You can't be like, oh, oh my, my, God. my home theater broke down and I didn't get to see it. Like, you mm. don't get to make a review. Like, I go see, like, mm. Avengers and then I'm just like, it had no conclusion. Mm. The projector broke down. I didn't get to see the end. And uh, one out of ten stars. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... It's, you don't get oh to do God. that. That's... It's so... People don't care about animated features. Like, no. period. You have to find, like youtube reviews because they'll actually like because like reviewers are like this is for kids so it must be trash and it must be they're like their reviews always like kids will like it but it's a piece of shit yeah it's like i'm hoping like our generation like knows better they don't so no nobody <laughs> just, knows better so you know. because it's like popular to hate things on the internet yeah. 
you know, and like we didn't like Justice League, but I think that's justified. And we did point out a couple things that we thought were okay. Yeah. You know, Justice League was a Tom and Jerry still the worst movie I've ever sat through. <laughs> that's fair. I don't really like, you know, Smurfs. I think Smurfs deserves it. You saw the emoji um, movie, so you've been you went you've gone to war. <laughs> yeah, I sat through the emoji movie in theaters, and I will say definitively, the emoji movie and Wreck It Ralph two are maybe the same film. <laughs> it's I don't, so cursed. I don't I don't know what that means, and I never will because Brenda's made it clear to me that if I value my sanity, I will never see either of those movies. It's like, you could probably make it through Wreck-It Ralph 2, but I can't guarantee you'll like it. <laughs> a part of me wants to watch first... it just to be like, sorry, Tom and Jerry's worse. I, I, cause to... it, I mean, <sighs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that Tom and Jerry isn't worse. Because there, there's like a couple, like the first 20 minutes of Wreck-It Ralph mm-hmm. is just like, it's just, they're at the arcade, they're mm-hmm. hanging out, it's like, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the gal gadot's character is fine like the whole like post-apocalyptic racing world is kind of neat because like vanellope does not fit in there but she does mm-hmm. that's interesting the princess thing is very egregious there's um a youtube subplot that's very egregious mm-hmm. um there's this one character that's like a glitched character that like is kind of freaky mm-hmm. and i kind of like him it's interesting um and to compare this so i just yeah. i was just like I- i'm curious Record Wolf 2 has like overall like an over 90% between like Rotten Tomatoes, Common Sense Media, and IMDb. Um mm-hmm. it has overall positive reviews. It got overall positive reviews. And the only difference there is like it's a big budget Disney animated feature versus a low budget animated feature, which is Goofy Movie. Yeah. Like that's the thing I- that gets me is like whenever Di- when Disney releases their like movie of the season because they have like one or two features a year that are like this is the movie you know for capital m reviewers mm-hmm. are like this is an incredible animated feature and then when they release a smaller animated feature that's also good people are like this is trash for children who like to turn off their brains you if you like it you're a baby yeah like goofy movie is not that and despite like not being animated by like disney's like high up like mm-hmm. prestigious animators i guess mm-hmm. quote unquote it's a good looking movie the animation is solid it's fluid it like does some like squ- interesting like squash and stretch stretch stuff mm-hmm. it's got a scale to it it looks nice it doesn't look like a disney animated direct video sequel mm-hmm. it's it looks good it's got like a very like rich color palette to it mm-hmm. um a very 90s color palette to it mm-hmm. it's the music is good like even like the power line stuff aside like the other songs are like catchy and kind of like they're kind of dumb but like they're they're fun mm-hmm. like the road trip song mm-hmm. gets stuck in your head <laughs> like um what other songs the opener um after today is really good it's, it's such i'm gonna i almost watched that movie last night and so we watched play movie uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that was me too i was just like i'm gonna watch a goofy movie and then i was just like damn it we're watching conan plane movie <laughs> um so i might tell my partner we have to watch it tonight uh yeah it was i so i was thinking recently because there's not recently but a while ago there was that thing going around of like who was your first cartoon crush and i know for a fact mine was roxanne <laughs> yeah like for 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 a, I know er, earlier today you might be thinking, Austin, you said you're not a full furry. I said not full furry. <laughs> Roxanne 
Roxanne really only has a dog. She nose. just only has dog nose, which is we, you know, <laughs> it like sometimes you have a dog nose and it's okay. It is interesting because <laughs> Goofy is the least is the Goofy and really Goofy is the most animal person. And the further you get from Goofy and like the Goof Troop cast, the less they're like, no, remember they're animals. Oh yeah. Dog nose. Like for every other character design. Yeah. Every <laughs> other character, like Goofy and like Pete, I think are like the most like mm-hmm. animals. And then it just kind of like gets more watered down. Like the further, yeah. like anyone who wasn't in Goof Troop just kind of has a dog nose. Like women and men, like it's dog nose. <laughs> That's it. Like the the prince, like like Roxanne is just like, is just like the female lead love interest. Dognos. That's all they did. And it's like Mickey and Donald have a cameo in this film. They do, but like there aren't any other ducks or mice, are there? No, everyone else is dog. Do- everyone is dog except that ca- for that one cameo. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, they just they're all dogs. I yeah, I'm like, so does Goofy live like? Is this like a? Is does he have like his own goof? Un- he has his own goof universe. Goofiverse. The in the goofiverse, you are dog. Um, You're just a dog. I mean, I guess this is all explained by Kingdom Hearts, right? Like he's on Dog Planet. Dogland. Yeah, he's he's okay. in Dogland. <laughs> God, I just lo- fucking love that comic. That's like Roxanne and and Max sitting there while Goofy talks to them about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> It's like oh yeah well i <laughs> and then we had to seal this oh my my goofy impression is so bad um we had to seal no nope, that's nope. mickey fuck uh, oh. <laughs> mickey mickey demands top billing sorry mickey get a get, get a mickey movie and we'll fucking talk we had to like, seal boy i have to work on that we'll come back to we'll that come back date. yeah that's who also for the longest time a goofy movie was like not easy to watch like goofy movie did not launch with disney plus no it didn't goofy movie when they launched disney plus is when they put goofy movie on blu-ray with the disney movie Club. <laughs> i think okay so i think an extremely goofy movie was included yeah. on disney plus. and extremely go- when i like, downloaded disney plus and opened it one of the first things like extremely goofy movie and i was like oh boy where's a go-? i was like but where's a goofy movie you know i'm like okay they're recommending the newer one because it probably looks better but where's a goofy and it didn't exist and i was like what excuse me like it didn't go up on disney plus until some like some point in 2020 yeah they were like you need to pay for the good one yeah um but i think we should briefly talk well first one last thing about um goofy movie Polly shore doesn't have a credit in that movie and i couldn't find out why yeah wait he is he's i'm not sure he has a credit in an extremely goofy movie yeah, but in a Goofy movie, he does, he's not credited. He's, like, uncredited. And I don't know if that's because, like, the work he was doing at the time was, like, raunchier. Um, they were just, like, Polly Shore. Polly Shore's here. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Polly Shore. And he has, like, a main character in yeah. a Goofy movie. So it's, that's kind of weird. And he wasn't, like, small beans. Like, you knew who he was. Yeah, it's definitely worse. not listed on the wiki. And if you go to his yeah. wiki, they list a Goofy movie, but you, it does not link to his character. <laughs> It's very, but he's credited an extremely goofy movie. Yeah. So let's briefly talk about extremely goofy movie. There's not really any cool stories with extremely goofy movie, but it was released in 2000 and it's a direct-to-video animated um, sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a goofy movie, um, and the premise is that Goofy loses his job at a toy factory and goes back to college. Max is going off to college as well. Goofy goes to the same college as Max and, and embarrasses him. 
Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they become roommates. Um, also, there's skateboarding. Yeah, there's <laughs> not just not just skateboarding. They go to the X Games. The actual X. The games. actual real life X. Like they they. I don't know if that's a partnership thing, but they go to the actual X Games. And I didn't look into this at all, but I am very curious if the X Games did any kind of cross advertising. <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, I can't find any like. There's like not really any. Nah any like facts about goofy it Goofy starts dating again which is sweet because like the whole uh, the other thing in the goofy yeah. movie is like they because it's always like in disney stuff there's not a mom and in a goofy movie they're like yeah she's fucking dead yeah uh um. and so th- that's kind of like another thing you kind of get is like goofy's trying to figure out how to be a single dad um mm-hmm. it's weird because like they bring it up but they don't like pete also has a kid and doesn't have a wife maybe but like they like well, they're like don't worry about it in goof troop he has a wife oh so i don't know if they've like gotten a divorce yeah because it's um peggy and pistol but they're not in a goofy movie so i'm guessing that um peggy divorced him and took pistol that's fair that's that's my head i mean that, you don't see either of I them mean, he's ter- he's awful <laughs> he's awful he's just he's just <laughs> so. terrible i feel like there's a line at some point where uh PJ. I feel like there's a line where mm-hmm. PJ talks about his sibling. Oh, is there? I don't remember for sure. In my head, there's like a, a line where it comes up. Like they thought about that, but I don't. I'll have. I'm going to rewatch it tonight and I'll text you about it. Okay. Yeah. Please text um, me and let me know because I'm curious. An extremely goofy movie is only one minute longer. So it's weird that it's wow. direct to video because it's. To video. It's, this, it's essentially the same runtime. Like it's a minute longer because there's probably more credits. Yeah. Honestly. Um, the aspect of this movie i really like is like goofy and his librarian girlfriend who like other crush both like yeah um what's her name (laughs) sylvia marple um (laughs) yeah sorry everybody Um, no it's true and you should say it they just were like like, we need to like they're like okay we're gonna make another goofy movie so we need the female lead to just be ridiculously just like dummy hot yeah, she's like a poodle. Yeah, I think. I think I think so because Marpole, and then there's like the disco scene, and she has the poodle puff. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, she does. Yeah, I like her. Design. And she has like a poodle face, if I remember right. Yeah, she's got the long snoot, so she's actually like kind of more dog-like yeah. than a lot of the other characters. They they went um, more dog with her. Yeah, which I I like. I like her design a lot. I like her. This, um, her and Goofy are my favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> this movie has maybe my favorite bit from any Disney thing absolutely ever, which yeah. is uh, is Max's other friend, um, Bobby. Is that his name? PJ. Oh, Bobby. Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Uh, I think it's Bobby. My favorite. They're like in. They're like at. They're like clearly at like a weed bar. Is the joke. <laughs> And they're like clearly at a hookah bar getting high. And they're all sitting around. And he looks at his hand. He's like, Do you ever wonder why we always wear these gloves? Yeah. <laughs> and he it's lifts so the glo- good. he lifts the glove up and looks and says, Whoa, and closes it. <laughs> My absolute that's that is the best fucking j- and they can't ever make it again. And I'm I'm upset it got used in a movie that probably a lot of people didn't watch. Yeah, but I, I think it's worth watching. It's worth watching, um, it, even if it's just to see that, because it's, be- it's the best bit. And they must have been like, wait, no one's ever told this fucking joke in a Disney movie before? <laughs> yeah, no- they were just like, oh, well, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, us. It's us now, and no one no one can do We did it. <laughs> I wonder if that was just ad-libbed. 
it's it's i wouldn't be shocked because it's a really good fucking bit yeah <laughs> i'm looking at pictures of sylvia marpole now also that name me too uh god people are horny people are so <laughs> horny <laughs> it's so it's like the fucking lola bunny thing where people are like why did they change her design? I'm like, no, the one you're thinking of is horny fan art. She was Yeah, she did not boost that Please go back and watch actual Space Jam and look at Lola Bunny yeah. and then come back to me. Yeah, I'm like that's I'm like comparing images for Marple. I'm like, is that fan art? No, they really gave her a they really gave her cleavage, huh? That's real. Yeah, she's <laughs> Yep, there's cleave. In her um disco outfit. Yeah. Yup. So it wasn't just people, it was the 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 team was horny for some Marpole. Yeah, they were just like Goofy's a hot girl. <laughs> listen, listen, Goofy's gonna do it right. <laughs> oh, no. This this whole episode is so cursed. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry hey. You brought up the canonical <laughs> fact that Goofy fucks. Love it though. I love this chaos energy. Goofy is the only main member who fucks. True. Mickey would never. Mickey would never. I don't. Donald doesn't fuck either. Donald... Maybe he does, and we just don't know about it. Oh, I don't know if Donald's cool. Wow. This. There's a. Okay. I'll watch that later. <laughs> it's a YouTube video ranking furry girlfriends from Disney Canon. Oh my god. Please send me the link. <laughs> it's like. Maid Marion, Sylvia Marple, um, who else? What other? Those are my top two. Yeah, that's fair. Robin Hood's up there too, but he's he's boyfriend. Yeah. What the crush. fuck? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This picture of Goofy is linked to a article. Uh, liberal ideology, 9/11, and Oedipus as subconscious influences on an extreme Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> hey i read that live i didn't read that before i'm also just as confused as you everyone else who just heard me say um liberal ideology 9-11 and odipius's subconscious influences on an extremely goofy movie posted november 16th 2016 by jd greenman oh my god i got that we'll speak I've, <laughs> um yeah i think i really love a goofy movie uh yes I really love an extremely goofy movie. Mm-hmm. I would like Disney to please give me the last season of DuckTales, woo, so I can see the cameos from those characters. Yes. I And then I would like a um, spin-off series, sequel, New Goof Troop. New Goof Troop. I want, uh, listen, we are primed for either New Goof Troop or them making a movie starring max with his kids going on yeah. with like max and retired goofy and him taking them on a tour on like a road trip to go see Powerline do a reunion tour right yeah and like the kids don't want to yeah the go kids don't want to go and he's like dad he's like <laughs> he's like dad it's happened and my kids also don't like me how did you do it and goofy's like max i know what we gotta do here <laughs> and then it, it like cuts to like them loading the car fishing poles yeah this worked for you and me and now god my <laughs> here's my goofy voice now this worked for you and me <laughs> when you were it's, it's, but a him reading, it's you reading not in the goofy voice 
Can you imagine getting that direction if you're a voice actor? Now do it not in the voice. Wait, what? Excuse me. You hired me to do. No, now do it. Voice. Do it in your normal voice. It. My this voice. You want me to just talk? Yeah. What? What? Why is this a trick? People can't relate to the goofy voice. Excuse me. You hired me because I could do the goofy voice. What you, what, yeah. What, what is happening here? <laughs> Oh god! Also, this movie jumps to them starting college, then graduation day. Yeah, like it's like one year. I guess it's Goofy finishing college, right? Oh yeah, because Goofy didn't. He just had to finish right. his degree. He didn't have to do because Max is still at college, right. so it, Goofy just had to do like one year. Um, and then he marries Sylvia. Yep. And they um leave Max at college, yep. and they go off to do what they Fuck. do. <laughs> What what is Goofy's degree in? College. <laughs> Max, I've got a college degree. Yeah, What's your degree in, Dad? Oh, I took a math class. Uh, Dad, <laughs> he's not like a like he's a line worker at his factory, right? He doesn't like design. Yeah. So he he just gets a degree. He gets a degree yeah. to get a job. It's he gets a job at another factory that now requires a degree. <laughs> hey, and that's the economy now, everybody. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um. You can. Yeah, I think that's. Oh, well, you, you can watch all the X Games stuff. Uh, from a streaming Goofy movie on YouTube, someone uploaded them as real competition clips. Oh, good. I love that. Um. Did you know that? Um. When they showed, they showed an extremely goofy movie on TV. They had to remove the scene where the X Games. X collapses, which is the climax of the movie. Wait, yeah. Then what do you? What the movie just ends? It so it's like they cut to immediately after that. That whole scene happens. That's a lot. Um, that's a lot of time. Yeah, and that's just like that's um, from the aftermath of nine eleven, where anything that vaguely remembered like resembled a tower crashing was removed from TV. Mm. You know, this could be the X Games X, or it could be a windmill in the 101 Dalmatians cartoon, That's or, wild. you know, a tentacle hitting a building with a tentacle. Oh, yeah. Um, also, the. Or not. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, also, the bad guy in an extremely goofy movie is a fucking rich dude. Yeah, rich I dudes, hate him. Rich dudes aren't fucking cool. They don't X Games. Well, this rich dude does, but he's just, like, unhinged. <laughs> The animation, I don't know who animated this guy, but, like, the animation on his face is just, like, over the top. Mm. Like, someone just had a great yeah, time Yeah, they're like, this guy's it. gonna it's... fucking suck. Exactly. It's my last. So my much. last thing about these movies. Yeah. I want them to give Beret Girl a name, because it's, it's, she, she's like PJ's girlfriend. Why doesn't she have a name? She doesn't have a name? No, she's called, her official name is Beret Girl. I believe if you watch the film, like, uh... The voice actress is credited as Beret Girl. I thought her name was Chloe. Did I make that up? I don't. I don't believe she has a name. Oh my god! Did I? Did I make that I'm up? I'm pretty sure her name is just Beret Girl. Let me Beret oh, Girl. I don't doubt you. Let's see. I think I gave her a name. <laughs> well, everybody, we will leave you with this. Uh, this is the deepest deep cut. Beret Girl's name is actually Chloe. Brenda talked with her Apparently. in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> she. She, I had a big crush on her, and she arrived. That's what. That's why I thought said, of her because I was like, "What other, like, b m only kind of dog girls are hot?" Beret girl. Does she have a name? Apparently, it's Chloe. It's Chloe now. <laughs> and then do the snapping. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
that's gonna be it for this week. That's it. Um, I didn't yell about so the play movie yeah. even once. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm. Ha- I love that for me. I was. I was very tilted after that plane movie. Everybody. We. We kind of already got a lot of like before you'd seen the plane movie. We did a little bit of yelling about the plane movie in the Conan, the Conan episode. Yeah. Um, really quick before we go, I just want to say, hey, I discovered something absolutely wild about our episodes, and that's that the end clip in which Austin is supposed to tell you to rate us five stars on Apple iTunes got corrupted in my computer unknowingly and was playing clips from my other podcasts. So Incredible. if you've heard that. That's not intentional. It's different clips, too. I, <laughs> what? I'm, it's, yeah, I was talking to Paloma about it, and Paloma says that it's different clips, and there's, like, one where it's, like, pitched down and scary, and I'm just like, what? I, I, and then the issue has just resolved itself. I really want to know, if did, P, did you guys think that was on purpose? You guys, yeah, so, you like, guys all thought we did that on purpose and no one... Well, it's like, I didn't catch it either because, like, I just assumed, like, my audio was playing fine. Like, when I I started off the outro mm-hmm. and I was like, so Austin's audio is fine. But apparently when my computer had that big, like, crash, mm-hmm. like, a couple, like, a month ago, it, like, replaced that chunk of audio with just random audio from my computer, but different every time. Yeah, that's so, absolutely what. And now it's just normal again? I checked the last episode and I think it was normal. I'll double check. But like, I, now I have to make sure every time that like every single one of our clips is okay. That's, <laughs> what, so that's what. Hey, if it's ever not okay, everyone, that's probably not on purpose. Please let me know because I did upload an episode once with an entire chunk of another episode in it. So, you know. Like, we, we're I, just, this is, we're <laughs> just out here doing this. And by we, I mean, Brenda's just, uh, doing her best as a podcast wizard please 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 if there seems like a mistake know that it's probably not on purpose <laughs> yeah and please let me know and i'll fix it but yeah i think that's gonna be everything for this week maybe we'll scream about conan um plane movie next week maybe i have to figure out <laughs> maybe. a different topic now i'm so sorry <laughs> it's fine it's really okay i'm i'm glad we got to talk about a goofy movie happy birthday goofy Happy birthday, Goofy. And Max. You're 129. And, and, You're not. and Roxanne. Roxanne, wherever you are, whatever happened to you between a Goofy movie and an extremely Goofy movie, I hope you're happy. Yeah, did she like go to a different healthy. college? Because in DuckTales, I know the cameo confirms the, that like Roxanne and Max are married. Are they? They must have gotten back together. Yeah, in that, in that they're like together. Like the cameo's like they're together. They must have just like... Oh, it was probably, like, a situation where she, like, wanted to go to a different college, and they were like, oh, well, well you know, we'll just break up. Um, and so then he went to his college, and she went to her college, and after they both graduated, they got back together and realized, like, yeah, this is gonna, we're gonna make I it. I like to and think that married. Goofy drove off with his new hot, hot girlfriend. Max is like, wow, this really fucking sucks. <laughs> and called Roxanne. Yeah. I was just like, Roxanne, I'm so sorry. Um, this is terrible. This is, my dad's <laughs> gonna go fuck tonight. <laughs> I miss you so fucking much. I'm gonna get in the car and I'm gonna drive all the way to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, like, where did, no, you know what? I think that he went to the dumb college. That he's like, she's like, I'm gonna go to a state school. He's like, I'm gonna move eight states away because I gotta find myself. Yeah, he, like, wanted to go to the school with the X Games. He was like, I'm going to be a professional skateboarder. Yeah, what? He's like, I'm going to go to school to X Games, which is like, hey, anyone 
that is not yeah. college age. First of all, how'd you get this podcast? We said eighteen and up. Second of all, <laughs> don't that's not co- that's not how college don't don't go to college no. for your sport. No, don't. It's they because they're they it's a they know they're like you'll have a future. You probably won't. A lot of college athletes get too hurt in college, and then you don't have anything. Yeah, you lose like your body just becomes so damaged that you can't play sport anymore. And then what do you have? Nothing. Don't listen to them. So treat they're, your body right. They're making money off of you. Do you know that? Look that up. Yeah. That that's our last thing. You're making. Hey, if you're a college athlete, yeah. Look up how much fucking money your school makes off of you. Exactly, and then like maybe try something else. Like, um, yeah. Try and be on the, you know what, sports. be on the practice team if you like playing so much. Yeah, just have fun. Just, sports is fun. Have fun. Right? Start, I don't. Start the fun, start, start the fun team. And if you're really that good, then you can go pro. But they also, that will also destroy your body. Yeah, don't, don't go pro. Just have fun. Just have fun. Go. And that's. Bye. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, please, please... If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps the show out a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya.